Welcome to another episode of Dumb Binge Binging. I'm Josh. And I'm Tegan. Um, it's Victorious again. <laughs> this was... Season two. Yeah. <laughs> Victorious <laughs> two. Um, thank God there's only three seasons because this season was a fucking nightmare. Um. <laughs> See, I actually like... This season was way easier for me to get through. Oh, yeah. This is like an afternoon. Um, but the issue is, like, it felt, it, it really felt like they had a more concrete hold of what the story was in season one than in season two. Oh, yeah. Um, she was I mean... all over the place. <laughs> There really wasn't much of a through line anymore for season two. Mm-hmm. I guess we've determined that Tori officially has been going to this high school long enough that um she doesn't need people to tell her how it works anymore. So now that we're not doing that anymore, um, you will eat ice cream for Kesha. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't even know what happened. Like, I did take quite a while break between, like, in the middle of the season. But okay. um, even then, it's like, <laughs> there was a lot of um, two-parter episodes that really didn't need to to be there. <laughs> they all kind of felt... Like, the intent was to end an arc, but there are no arcs, you know? Mm-hmm. Were there a lot of... I only remember one two-parter. There was the prom one. Oh, I forgot about the prom. There was when they were in jail. Yeah, that's the only one I remembered being two parts. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, for some oh. reason, I remembered the, uh, the parade one being two parts as well, but it wasn't. No. So. But I mean, that's still four out of only 13 episodes that were two-parters. Mm-hmm. That's still quite a bit. And, like, 13 episode is, like, stretching it. <laughs> um, yeah, really, like, 12. Because, because of what yeah. it was. Which, like, so let's, let's talk about that because this it's, is awful. it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the 13th episode for season two, again, Netflix kind of rearranges things to fit seasons arbitrarily. So um, I don't even know if this aired. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was like <laughs> one of those reality TV show type of episodes for the finale where they all get together and they sit down and talk, show it kind of. Um, the only kind of TV show that I watch this kind of episode for is Bad Girls Club because, for real, I'm going to take as much content as they're going to give me for Bad Girls Club. <laughs> and that's just, like, a personal preference of mine. <laughs> but to see it played out, one, as a kid show format, and two, scripted, was weird... Yeah. Well, like, and particularly because the host was the Rex, but it wasn't <laughs> Rex. It was his actor who was uh, British. Yeah, I don't remember his name. <laughs> I think it was like Christopher. Christopher, yep. 
Christopher Kane. Uh, he's British. It was awful. It was bad. Um, we I understand. discussed at length last time that we hate Rex. Yeah. And an attempt to make him more palatable will not go over well. No. And it's not even like, yeah, yeah, you can hate the character, but this is an ugly fucking puppet, too. I hate, like, how matted its hair is. Yeah. It's really just awful to look at. Um... Yeah. It was weird. He, they had him hit on a lot of the actors as well as we have previously discussed were teens. <laughs> yeah, Young was... adult and like Again, it's a puppet. So an adult wrote those lines. Yeah, it's just not good. Not good. I understand, especially when your audience is children, the want to include a lot of bloopers in your like runtime. And this was before kids would go on YouTube, like had access to YouTube. And this was before like shows had their own YouTube pages for like bloopers and shit. Like, so I get it. Um, right. Usually that shit stuck to the DVDs. To be quite honest, um, I would prefer it. <laughs> it wasn't just an episode. It, it felt, I don't know, it, it bad. Just, yeah. Especially it really since, did not work. Yeah. Like this season, they moved more towards, um, instead of the slap.com advertisements at the end of the episodes, it was just bloopers for that episode. And I like that better. It, I don't know. It endeared me to these children. But, yeah. But at that point, then, there were not enough bloopers <laughs> left over. Um, because a lot of these actors came off of live theater. So, as a point of the job, they're going to be less likely to have more bloopers. Yeah. Just because they're used to doing it live. <laughs> like, and how there many were, of them? like, um, there was Elizabeth, Ariana, uh, Leon. Was, I don't, I don't know. I think that might be, might have been it. I think that was it. It was. I didn't know. I knew Elizabeth had been on Broadway. I didn't know Elizabeth and Ariana were in the same Broadway show before this. I also did not know that Leon was in the Broadway version of The Lion King. That is very prestigious. <laughs> yeah, that's wild to me. But um, sure, it was in- that was interesting. Um, everything else about that episode sucked, <laughs> and I hated no, it. No, exactly. But uh yeah, let's just stop talking. Like um that was a lot of screen yeah. time for Rex and I was not a fan. Yes, exactly. I'm very hung up on it, but like I don't want to continuously think about it. Uh Yeah. So, what are like I know we talked a lot about how I felt for this season. What are your overall thoughts? For this um overall i think i kind of enjoyed this season more mm-hmm. i think just because there was less i don't know they kind of knew the characters more at this point so there was less like uh, yeah where they leaned too much into what a character was or where they like forgot what a character was yeah the writing, even though there was less of a through plot line, the overall writing was tighter. I I feel that. Yeah, it really 
especially in Trina's case, like they figured out who Trina was in this season. She's she's still the best character. Mm -hmm. And they made like Jade's overall presence so much like less abrasive that they were able to involve her in a lot more plot line, which I appreciated. Um, Cat got toned down quite a bit as well. Cat is now like an actual person instead of like hot topic quote machine. So that was nice. Yeah. Well, and even like now that she's not constantly needing help with every little thing, I liked Tori more too. Yeah. Um, she still felt very controlling in a way that I don't think was intended. I do agree with that. There was specifically an episode where she like made Andre stay to help her write a song, even though it was his like super old great grandpa's birthday. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like yikes that's not okay no um it's like oh just a lot of the episodes because they star tori she needs to be heavily involved and i get that but also a lot of the plot kind of centers around other characters and she decides to organize however that's going to be dealt with I had a big issue with the prom episode specifically because of that. Mm-hmm. Because she, like, the school doesn't have a prom and, like, there was some, like, weird reason for it. Like, the school had obviously, like, we had, it had been established that the school had prom and then they're like, no, it's not going to work with this kind of school format. And, like, we didn't really get a lot of vocalizations of people wanting prom other than cat. Uh, because she had just got a new boyfriend. Yeah. Or was the boyfriend a different episode? The boyfriend was okay. The boy, the boyfriend where Tori got jealous was like I think in season one, and then this the prom episode was Cat got asked by to their prom by a guy who didn't go to their school and so she was just making up like she was just talking about him and Robbie got very mad because he thought she was making up a boy that so that she didn't have to go to prom with him which like fair on her part Robbie has no right to be mad if no one wants to go to prom with him yeah (laughs) but that was also very funny I loved every fucking piece of lore we got out of um what was his name like oh god I was like it was something incredibly weird I want to keep calling him Meat but I know his name was not Meat I have no idea but it's so funny um, his like tux his hat lit up and like it exploded and caught on fire and he had to go get batteries <laughs> for it and also like rip off his tuxedo sleeves it was so funny but um Anyway, that's a little sidetracking. <laughs> <laughs> Tori decides to go out of her way to organize a prom. She makes, like, she brings a fucking, like, bullhorn to it as well to shout at people at this prom. <laughs> like, that's so fucking, like, excuse me? Um, I believe Psychowitz also has plans for that night, and she, like, blackmails him to be the teacher chaperone. Which, like, you're going to need more than one person. And ideally, it's not the man who doesn't wear shoes to school. Right. I don't know. I didn't have a problem with her in that episode. I, like, um, I just, because um, Jade had, like, a schedule. Like, she had booked that day at that location to hold, like, it was, like, a play that she had wrote or something like that. Or, like, a movie she had directed herself. And instead, Tori yeah. got the school backing to cancel that on Jade and hold the... Pro- and then she was pissed off that Jade was upset about that. And it's No, and I agree that Jade has a right to be upset about that. So, I, I don't know. I had a big... Because, pro- like, she was very... 
She also like I think my biggest thing was there was the general feeling that they gave that nobody wanted to go to Jade's thing because it was scary. Mm-hmm. Which is still like not a fair reason to cancel it, but it makes it like Yeah, it's like it was less of an event, I guess. Yeah. But it's still like this is a high school and they shouldn't be blatantly canceling things for yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. But also it's a high school and high schools do do that. That is fair. Um cuz high schools are evil. A bad yeah. bad place for everybody. If you didn't have a bad time in high school, like you're not Fuck human. You. <laughs> you are evil. You are um, some sort of demon that has escaped hell. And that's my official <laughs> ruling on that. So, I don't know. Again, there's just so many, like, little things. Oh, my, and, like, the Kesha episode. Like, that was specifically for Andre. He, he started doing that. He wanted the private Kesha concert. Tori took it over and um, made it into a gift for somebody was it trina it was they all decided they all decided to make it a gift for trina so tori could stop being trina's personal assistant yeah yep which uh andre you don't have to keep sacrificing shit for tori <laughs> um i have a problem with that one because they all would have been at the concert anyways yeah yeah again but it's just like it's just one little thing stacking on top of everything like once you binge it it's like very clear that like this is a running through line for the show is that everything revolves like i get having a main character yeah but like at a certain point when you have an art school cast I feel like they're all interesting enough to have like a couple episodes where she's not too heavily involved <laughs> listen if Glee couldn't figure out figure that out with Rachel then a Nickelodeon show is not going to figure that out with Tori yeah that was another thing I kept like, re- like subconsciously relating this to Glee and like that's not well fun. it's very clearly influenced by glee yeah but um i don't like it <laughs> like they very clearly nickelodeon very clearly saw the success of glee and was like we need to do that children and that's what should have glee <laughs> the kids can have a little glee as a treat <laughs> What did you feel about that, like, couple episode run where it was, like, solely shit happening to Trina? <laughs> or, like, she almost got kicked out and then she almost died? <laughs> Those were two of my favorite episodes because I love <laughs> Trina. Like, um, I don't know, the one where she almost got kicked out was just really funny because it had Helen from Drake and Josh. Yeah. This show, uh, not this show, this season particularly had, like, a lot of references to other Nickelodeon properties, which, like, I don't know, it felt a little, like, disheartening that, um, so early on into their live-action sitcom, uh, Renaissance, uh, they decided to scrap it and, uh, start just throwing anything they're like and the issue with that is for children's media your viewership isn't retained (laughs) that much like with each with a show ending that kind of caps off a lot of the kids like perception of when their childhood is you stay with the channel up until the point where your show is ended and then you kind of transition off into other shows. Like, for a lot of uh, kids, it's Family Guy, unfortunately. I don't know what 
adult cartoon kids are funneling into. I hope it's Bob's Burgers. But who knows? I, I hope think it's, it's unfortunate. I think it's unfortunately Rick and Morty. Oh, fuck. It definitely is Rick and Morty. I mean, like, again, I'd still take, like, preteens going directly into Rick and Morty over preteens going directly into Bojack though because Bojack definitely they are not prepared for that um, Bojack no exactly cl- but like I don't like what kind of kids are going to be coming out of Rick and Morty right but like that's for later <laughs> I want to save um, as many kids as possible and Justin Roiland really knows how to capture what was lost with South Park's dwindling uh, influence. <laughs> really scoop them up. So, the, but, yeah. the thought that they had that were like, callbacks, I can kind of maybe understand callback to iCarly in the sense that they had Nathan Kress sitting in a couple episodes. Because um, maybe like well- some kids watched iCarly with their older siblings and then they moved to Victorious. So they'll be like, hey, that's Freddy. I think iCarly was still airing at this point. Exactly. So like that's but like there were a couple like references. But Drake and Josh was like definitely over. Yeah, definitely over. And iCarly began with the runoff of like kids that watched Drake and Josh with their older siblings and now are transitioning to their own show which is iCarly so kids that are doing that with Victorious and iCarly are not gonna know Drake and Josh yeah so like Helen's just like the mean new principal and she's not the movie theater manager Um, and the reference to the sushi episode is just a clip from an old show that no one understands. Yeah. So, like, I I don't know. Like, it feels like a channel designed for children should understand. I think... I would venture to guess they were still airing Drake and Josh reruns at this time. Yeah. So kids were probably still watching it. But again, it's just like, I don't know about you, but I definitely did not watch shows that I did not know. If that makes sense. So, like, if it was an older show, I absolutely would not have fucking watched it. That oh, I just said, watched, like, whatever was on. Absolutely not. I had no time for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was not about to fucking watch a property that was not new for me. <laughs> or something that was, like, <laughs> directly related to something I had viewed before. So, like, if I was of the victorious generation, I would not have fucking given Drake and Josh the time of day. (laughs) But again, I was also very (laughs) anti-Nickelodeon for a lot of it. Like, I don't know, I was more of a Disney kid. Mm -hmm. And I think... one of those fucking nasty rats that preferred Cartoon Network. So. Yeah. But I think both Disney and Cartoon Network kind of did a better job of introducing new shows because they like staggered it. Mm-hmm. So the new shows would start like part way through the ones you were watching were airing. So then you wouldn't just drop the network after your show finished airing because you had started a new show. And then Cartoon Network kind of lost that momentum with Teen Titans Go. But um, that's neither here nor there. All they air. Oh, God. I can't imagine being a kid today. Like, I feel, like, dread for the victorious generation of kids. Like, can you imagine? (laughs) Yeah. Like, That's but... like my younger siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my or brother. Like, specific, like, God, 
like as soon as my younger brother left the Disney Channel age, Disney Channel really went to shit, and that's where my youngest sister is, mm-hmm. which is like also the bad Nickelodeon generation. Mm-hmm. Like Nickelodeon and Disney Channel both really went to shit at the exact same time, and Cartoon Network. I don't know what happened to yeah. this program. I think, because um, I don't think we got a lot of new. I think Victorious is kind of like the harbinger of the end, um, in a sense, because like at this point in our like children's television lineup, people had gotten so divorced from the idea of what children's entertainment was for, other than making money off of children, that they kind of forgot yeah. that children have standards. And are human beings that deserve quality entertainment. So they stopped putting effort in and they stopped kind of thinking about people like that are consuming their products as people that are consuming their products. The problem is though, like children don't have standards. (laughs) Like my youngest ate all that shit up. And so did most of her age group, even though it's, like, objectively worse than what came before it. I think maybe it's just that me and my siblings are a lot more picky with what we're viewing. Yeah, but that's not common for children. Yeah, I think I might be in a weird position uh, now that I'm thinking about it. Because, yeah, like... I'm because my brother, like you said, is the same age as your sister. He didn't watch any of that shit. Um, he watched mm-hmm. a little bit of Adventure Time, and then ah, uh, because when Steven Universe was coming out, he was of the demographic targeted, and I was one yeah. of those weird high schoolers that also uh, watched it. So we would watch yeah. that, and then he watched it long after I stopped. And then he, um, when everything else was on TV, he was watching Captain Sparkles play Minecraft on YouTube. So. Yeah. (laughs) I think another big issue with children's media is that YouTubers are just doing it more faster. Yeah, exactly. And, like, they have to compete with that. So, I don't know. Like, we're, we're in a weird position for entertainment just in general. I yeah. don't. So I don't know how much this like it. It's weird that like we're. I'm now fully experiencing this show that was airing during a point in my life when I could have watched it air on Netflix mm-hmm. in my twenties. Um, yeah, it's like, odd. Definitely uh, not in an era where it was meant to be viewed nor by a demographic that was meant to be viewing it (laughs) exactly especially since like (laughs) the ariana grande issue (laughs) which is god she doesn't even look like that anymore and sometimes during the episode i'm just fucking struck by it it's like oh yeah She's white. Like, yeah. real white. Oh, fuck. I forgot. This is a white girl. <laughs> this is... <laughs> so, it's just... Especially in that blooper one where she wasn't playing a character. And it was like, this is Ariana Grande. I was like, hmm. Ariana Grande? <laughs> <laughs> it's also just really funny because it's just like... who she is now yeah it's just so funny to see how little of a role she has in the show like at all exactly and like i'm also and this is a niche uh association uh, i'm also for fun watching i didn't think i would be able to have time to for fun watch anything but um i'm doing it i'm watching i think it's called Dynasty or something or Elizabeth Gillies right and that's 
not at all the same character. No. So. <laughs> I mean, she's a bitch in both, but very uh, different portrayals. So, um, one is way more adult, and, like, that's weird. Like, th- I think the most jarring thing is when you have a recent association with, like, consuming the media produced by character like actors in the show is how fucking much they had these kids dye their hair yeah to like fit a concept of a character like well as we've said in the first episode they ruined ariana's hair for a while to get it to that red but like they also Mm -hmm. made elizabeth dye her hair black which is i think it it feels more authentic, like, goth high schooler to have her keep her natural hair and keep those, like, colored clip-in extensions. And again, I get this is an art high school and there's probably going to be, like, a little suspension of disbelief in what parents who send their kids to an art high school allow their kids to do. But, like, I wasn't allowed to dye my hair until I was a senior. So, I don't know. I like all the goth kids in my high school dyed their hair black. I did not have goth kids in my school. We were, um, <laughs> we were a uh, mostly seen school. <laughs> a lot of theater kids. We had, we had a lot of goths. That's weird. That is very, very weird. Um, I don't like that information. I I have to eject that immediately. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it is fun though. Like again, suspension of disbelief. This is a performing arts school, and like, okay, okay. So like, they dye their hair crazy colors. Trina gave herself tuberculosis. God, so. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. <laughs> So maybe that's not the thing to focus on. <laughs> um, no, I as the commitment. <laughs> as always, the Trina-centric storylines were my favorite. Yeah, it's just because Daniela Monet is so funny. <laughs> it's just she's such a funny character. Um, I really, you can tell she's having so much fun acting this character. It's she gave the episode she gave where she almost tuberculosis. she gave herself tuberculosis. The episode where her harness snaps and she falls and the whole set mm-hmm. collapses on her. It's such a funny scene. And then oh. you find out Rex did it, which means Robbie did it. Yeah, I got the neurosis for this child is so compelling. I wish we had a more serious episode. I hope, like, maybe in the later yeah. season they'll sit down with, like, a therapist. He really, he really believes that puppet is a different person. He believes <laughs> that puppet is a different person. So in the back of his mind, when Trina had punched his puppet in the face, he got so, so fucking angry, he um, attempted to murder her. Yeah. Because he had the puppet cut a piece of metal so that it would snap while Trina was being hung in the air. And so he had to hold this, like, rigid plastic puppet hand and pretend that it was holding a knife of sorts to sabotage. (laughs) And I... It's insane. Like... (laughs) We need to examine this. I'm not equipped to examine this. I know. I'm not saying that we should. I'm saying as showrunners, we need we as a we as a society. We have to examine this character that this Nickelodeon show created. Like Robbie is at the level that Crazy Steve was at, and that's a wild thing to think of. (laughs) 
talk about how Robbie also brought the puppet to prom? Yeah. He sure fucking did. And the puppet had dates? To to prom. To prom. Oh. I don't want to say that. <laughs> I hated that. I had yeah. to say it because I hated it. Um. What the fuck? Can can we ask what the fuck? Yeah. We got more clips of the puppet's dates than we did cat's date. And I get that wasn't the joke, but also, like, I would have at least liked to see those funny happenings happen in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, like, he bought a mini tuxedo for this fucking soft buddy puppet. <laughs> or the fact that his comedy routine that he had auditioned with for Helen got him in because of the puppet yeah I don't like that I want to talk about the re-audition as well can we talk about the re-audition I don't remember the re-audition Okay. Um, as a concept, stupid and lazy. There is no plot. Um, the fact that all of them except Trina got in again, very bad. Because Andre and Tori re-auditioned with just a remix of the song that Tori didn't even audition with. She kind of just stood in for Trina's showcase performance. Yeah. So I feel like um, there was no effort in that, and as soon as I was introduced, I would have been upset. I'd be like, oh, so you just kind of put no effort in, cut up the lyrics of a song you wrote, and added parts that were DJ music that neither he performs nor you have to sing during. <laughs> that was your re-audition. Um, and also Beck's like, little scene that he performed wasn't great. <laughs> like I it said, was... I don't remember it yeah. at all. <laughs> I do want to highlight a little scene at the end where like or I guess towards the middle of it where like they find out that um the vice principal, principal's assistant, I don't really know what her role is, um, mixed up Tori and Trina. Yeah. And <laughs> she gets yelled at for it and her response is, I have personal problems. Yeah. That stuck with me. It's so funny. I did, that's that's one of the few parts of that episode I remember. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I remember that, and I remember Robbie paying $400 for a bike, and then (laughs) Helen immediately running it over with her car. It just explodes, too. Oh, my God. It's so fucking funny. And then she gets out of the car and goes, you shouldn't park your bike there. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) So good. Oh, my God. I'm upset that she wasn't in for the rest of the season. Like, we did get a lot of fun episodes with Psychowitz. He's a very fun character. (laughs) Um, But the immediate establishment of them having a history and being mortal enemies is so fucking funny, and I wish the show had stuck with it. No, but they didn't. Like, I get that her inclusion was a cameo at best, but she's the principal now. Yeah, and it's it was weird. Implied she was going to be a lot more heavily involved than the last principal was. Considering I don't remember seeing him ever until he announced that he was leaving <laughs> to go to Tahiti. Yeah. <laughs> so, also, can talk about where he announces that and he's like because I went to Tahiti and I fell in love with the Tahitian woman and we're moving back to her her land and she comes on stage eating a banana and it's like let's just fucking 
takes the banana from her and starts eating it himself. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like fine with it. Oh, God. He, like, the way they ended him, season one, where he did the Britney, like, drench in water scene, bad. Yeah. Whole character redemption for me for this. This is so fucking funny. Like, God, and when he got out. arrested in the parade episode, <laughs> he, got a, he fucking got arrested. Oh, the scenes with the police officers in that float episode are so funny too. They're like, who stole a cell tower? That's, and they're just sitting there like, oh, this is, this is just like something that we're gonna talk about. Like we're bystanders and not the police. <laughs> And then, like, later when Psychoist is escaping from the cop car, they're just kind of razzing the guy who has the cell tower on him. Yeah. The best kind of ineffective cop is just, like, children's media ineffective cop. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, so this you just happen to have a cell tower on you? It's not the one that was stolen, and we're gonna ignore this pantsless, like, hippie crawling out of the squad car. It's so funny. And the concept of, like, the bad city thugs just stealing his fucking shitty pajama pants and wearing them to go commit crimes. I wish we saw that. I really do. It was a little um, awful of a conceit of a plot line to have them be in the bad part of town. Yeah. Um, I was not a fan of that. But it's, no. seeing Psychowitz get arrested is very funny, and I, I did support that. Um, I just. I don't know how I feel about the parade float episode, to be honest. It was a weird episode. It was a weird episode. And, like, I don't even know if it was the intent to end the season on that. I think it was, because I think I remember, like, commercials for it in that sense. And I think that's why I remember it as a two-parter. But mm. mm-hmm. it it felt new, like a neutered version of, like, when they did the, the Wiggles ripoff in the last season. It was just weird. I didn't understand the... But there were some like some really good jokes. So I didn't mind it completely. Yeah. Um, it was just like... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I think it would have been a good episode if it wasn't slated as the end of the season. I think they should have ended the season when they broke out of prison. Yeah. Like the actual two-parter of the season. Um, which was also a pretty uh, racist storyline. It was yeah. It was Not bad. Right. Which is like just characteristic of like comedy shows of this era anyway. It's like haha. Yeah. Economically inferior war-torn country. Haha. Um, not not great. I didn't really enjoy it either. It was also kind of like I didn't either. It was just like bottom not line. Good. No, it wasn't good. Um, it was especially in like the fact that they were heavily involved with like a dictatorship. Like they were personally affected by it. Um, not great. <laughs> Especially for children's media. eh. Uh, It was all like vaguely transphobic as well with like the prison situation. Yeah. Um. It just just all around was not good. No, these kids are just insensitive to other cultures. Uh, The writing was very insensitive <laughs> towards um, places that are going through similar things that um, are usually 
situations incited by the U.S., may I add? Uh, yeah. Again, the weird gender <laughs> jokes going on in the prison setup at large, too, is uh, not great. I just... <laughs> yeah. The, the, the no trial just immediately being sent to jail for life. Like... <laughs> I did want to at least mention that, 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 that those two... It spent two episodes of that. Um, and there's a sub like plot where Andre was on the brink of death <laughs> for a good portion yeah. of it. Because uh, bit by a vampire moth or something. Yep. They made him perform. It was weird. The doctor was a child. It's yeah, I just did not enjoy any part of it. No. It sucked to get through. Uh I can't, I really like I don't know a positive to that episode. I really don't. Like those two episodes. There, I don't think there was one. Psychowitz performing a, a a prison break. That's kind. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they weren't good. Um, <laughs> it was all mildly racist and transphobic and insensitive yeah. to people living in these situations. <laughs> Yeah, it was just bad all around. All around a negative two episodes, a good 40 minutes. <laughs> Almost a full hour of that. Especially when the way they got out was singing a Jackson 5 song. Bizarre. I don't understand any of it. It was... Ugh. Like, I can't think of a single um, joke or scene that redeemed that. The only thing that really, like... There was nothing to redeem that. I'm moving away from that. Okay. <laughs> there was one episode that did not involve Trina that I did like, and that was when Andre got a crush on Jade. Yes! I was hoping we'd talk about... It's so funny. Oh my god. Um I I think this is a good episode because it was a good character to have that happen to because Andre as a character is just so genuine anyway. Yeah. And like he already fucking bends over backwards for fucking Tori and like it's it's weird and I feel like it sh- he should have fallen in love with Tori but like just how they wrote the show, but like I'm not opposed to having like just wholesome uh male female friendships, so that's fine as well. But like Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked this also worked a lot better because they kind of toned Jade down as well. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it was oh, just really funny. I thought it was very sweet. It was cute. It, um... I don't know what else I have to say about it. Uh, No, I don't have much to say about it. I just enjoyed the episode. Yeah, I think that's the takeaway for that episode. Um, I found the episode before that where (laughs) it's Psychowitz's tenure like he just got tenure, oh, yeah. and so the school gave him a coffee machine, and he was super psyched about that. And Tori took it upon herself to give him something better because I guess whatever. And so they take him to a play that centers around a man uh, getting his tenure for teaching high school, and he's just fucking so sick of it. He's like, I have to teach high school. I get no money. It's awful. And then the line is. At least you're not bald, which Psychowitz is, and he just 
gets up and leaves. It's so, so funny. The whole rest of the episode is Tori thinking she gave her teacher depression. And, and then just, it turns out his girlfriend left him. Yeah, and then he was upset because he misses her cat. Her cat named Bunny. Mm-hmm. So the whole episode is them just clumsily trying to make their teacher happy again. It's so funny because, again, I think Psychowitz is such a fucking funny character anyway. And the fact that yeah. <laughs> they really genuinely could not figure out why he was upset. And he thought it was so plain and obvious that he would just like give snippets of the information instead. So he's like, oh, no, I love the play. It's just my girlfriend left me. So she tries to get him a new girlfriend. He's like, oh, I don't miss her. I miss Bunny. I miss her Bunny, I believe. So she gets him a rabbit. He's like, no, it was a cat. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. And just the scenes of Psychowitz being depressed are also incredible. <laughs> like him sitting on the ground next to the garbage drinking a coconut. The is- part I remember the most is it like cuts to the class and he's like, and he just makes them do a scene where they just say life is pain over and over to each other. And then he's like, class dismissed. And they're like, we still have 55 minutes left. <laughs> and then he's like, whatever, just go roam the halls. Yeah. Just go roam the halls. It's so funny. <laughs> so fucking funny. That's like the most in character thing I could expect from this teacher. Like, even if he's not having a bad day, I can just be see him being like, okay, whatever, just fucking walk around. I don't care. Yeah. It's so funny. I love I love that. Didn't he also, like, jump out the window and cry? Yes. Yes. It's a funny episode. I really love it. Um, <laughs> it was good. Just, again, that was also the episode where Trina made up a pizza delivery service to try to impress oh, a boy. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she made oh cat God. make pizza for her. <laughs> and it wasn't even like they made it. It's just they put it in the uh, like it was a frozen pizza. Yeah, it was so cat funny. Didn't have to be. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. And then she got mad at the kid because he already had a girlfriend. Which, like, if she was that obsessed with him, I feel like she would know. But oh, whatever. My God. <laughs> It's so funny. It was funny. just a funny episode. It was a good episode. Um, yeah, because like a lot of the episodes, I don't really remember any of the other side plots. I just remember like the the main plot, but the pizza thing really... <laughs> it was a good use of both Kat and Trina. And yeah, cat, exactly. The cat was just fucking there, and she's like, okay! <laughs> and then like it took Trina a full day to make this boy another free pizza because he did it like the first one had great green peppers on it I also like um, when she found out he had a girlfriend she put the pizza on the wall of the house she didn't cut the pizza did you notice that yeah I did it was just a full ass pizza and that like it was just a nice touch. I really, like, I don't think they even, like, thought about it, but it, it felt very in character for a pizza being made by a team of Trina and Kat to have just not been cut at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I loved it. It was a nice touch that I don't think was um, thought about at all <laughs> in any capacity. I, I just, I think for me... The episode highlight of this season is uh, when Psychowitz gets depression. I think for me, it might be when Trina gets tuberculosis. <laughs> That's like super early on. It's just really funny. It's there's like so. I'm looking at the episode list so right now, and they're like, there's so many episodes. That we didn't talk about that are like decent episodes that I just don't they don't need they to talk about. The, they didn't mesh with this season very well. Like there's an episode where Tori gets cast in a movie, but she's a stunt double. 
and she chickens yeah. out so bad that Beck dresses up like her and, launch- and does the stunt for her. I think that's a very nice, like, episode and the fact that we're reinforcing that these people are friends and they're good friends. Yeah. That will... But, like, it's a boring episode and, like, the other... The side plot is that Kat is in a costume-making contest, like, class. Yeah, it so was... Every... It was I... a fine episode. I just didn't yeah. feel the need to talk about it at all. I, I just want to say that... um that side plot was really, really weak to the point where there were scenes where Kat was dressed up in a costume and I had no understanding as to why. Yeah. Because in the runtime of the episode, I had forgot. Yeah. And then, I mean, we've kind of touched on the Cupcake episode, but the season starts with a very iCarly-esque episode in that Tori uh, starts dating a senior boy and he's just using her to do a um, partner project for a class so he can get a good grade without putting any effort in. And it turns out he does that with a lot of girls. Mm-hmm. Which like begs the question as to why nobody was aware of this prior. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I but didn't like that episode very much. I didn't like that episode either, and that's like part of the reason I had to take a break. So I watched from that into the prom episode, and I was just like, "This is just." But it that I want to highlight that episode specifically, at least for a little bit, because it was so weird given the context of the rest of the show. Like it did not fit at all. It was almost it almost had nothing to do with them being in a performing arts high school, and like it had yeah. almost nothing to do with any other characters at all yeah it was just a weaker episode and it's just it was upsetting that the season started with that (laughs) i don't know i felt let down beginning the season and i felt let down ending the season and i feel like a solution would have been more (laughs) singin don't you agree (laughs) Yeah, I do. <laughs> because, like, like our highlights involve a lot of, like, Trina and Psychoids, which is weird because <laughs> they're, like, very fringe main characters. And I feel like that's where the comedy shines <laughs> in the show. Because, like, even last episode, we barely talked about Sinjin, but we fucking lost our shit with the teeth thing. Sinjin is just a very funny character. He's so funny. And they did not utilize him at all in this season. It was upsetting. No, they did not. He, like, sniffed Tori's hair a bit. But it's like, yeah, we've already seen him do that. I want more teeth. There was... I can't remember what it was now. There was one thing that he said that I, like, lost it this season. And now I can't remember what it was. I just... Like, I don't really remember him doing anything other than selling Robbie that bike. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's, I don't remember was what it was. I think they utilized him a lot in season one because he was like very high up in the slap and they were like trying to get people to use the real slap, but like, they yeah. stopped that, so I think it would have been funny if um, he was involved in the cupcake episode where they made the float. Mm-hmm. They could have, like, and I feel like it could have worked, too, because he's on, like, he's there f- for tech training as well. So he could have been utilized as, like, a technical asset for development of this float. I don't know, and, like, him getting arrested with psychoids. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The episode where Kesha was there, it could have been real funny if Sinjin was also there and being weird near Kesha. <laughs> I would have lost my shit. I, for real, would have lost my shit. It would have <laughs> been really funny. <laughs> because, like, 
there are just some characters that are there and they're like weird but their weird doesn't really gel with the intent like Trina was there at the Kesha episode and her weird didn't really help because like she was the weird that would get starstruck and steal Paris Hilton's camera and that's funny in that episode but her just being like it's Kesha and we love Kesha and I love Kesha and that's fine but like there was almost no comedy in that episode no not really except for like the weird portion where like there was a child demanding to make out with the teens I didn't like that no I didn't like that either uh, I don't know. This this season, it went by a lot faster, but I feel like it, w- it was a lot less memorable. Yeah, I agree with that. But over- I don't know. It was kind of less memorable, but at the same time, more enjoyable Yeah, I think, for me. I think it was overall better. It's just it didn't get as wild. Yeah. And I think season one was like weirder because they didn't really have any understanding of who their characters were at a concrete point. But. Yeah, I think that makes sense. It made, it made me a bit sad. Um, we did get more screen time of like. Of like Kat and Robbie and Andre. And I do appreciate that. Because those were characters that really needed more development. Yeah. And it really worked in the favor of them in a lot of sense. Um, I don't know. I was tired of Robbie a lot uh, later than I was earlier. I think it's because Robbie had more character that was independent from Rex in this season. Yeah. And that worked in his favor a lot. Yeah. Um, Because Rex sucked. Yeah, Rex sucks. <laughs> His attempted murder episode was... Uh, and that was the point where I'm like, okay, I hate Robbie again. It was the yeah. <laughs> attempted murder. Because like the way he was retelling it, too, it was just like everybody wanted to fuck him. And I'm like, this is... I, I just like, these are children. This is a children's show. Yeah. I'm bored of this, <laughs> specifically. But that's like way late in the season. I like the addition of him being very dependent on his gigantic iPod uh, in the late last really two episodes. In the episode. Huh? In the parade episode. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, I think that was a good use of that character. He wasn't being like creepy. He was just like. Yeah. He was like, let me Google what time it is on my large pear pod. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good, like, utilization of um, a pre-incel. I think that's very funny. Yeah. But overall, I am... Um, I'm glad that season three and four have been lumped together in one season, so... The next victorious episode will be our final victorious episode, and we'll have more to talk about. Hopefully, we'll have more to talk about. We'll have more content to potentially have things to talk about <laughs> because I was really dreading this. Um, I didn't really know if I had anything to say about this season, but I'm glad we've made it. Yeah. I honestly don't know what we had to say about this season. I think we kind of spent a whole episode like we did for Halloween where we just kind of talked about how the show yeah (laughs) how the show affected the outside world or was was affected by the outside world which is I guess is fine but um it's not like we're gonna stop watching Victorious because we just have that one more season (laughs) so I I honestly, I will say, let's not make any promises. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I really don't enjoy watching Victorious very much. No. (laughs) Um, I'm excited about a couple of our upcoming shows. I'm going to have a lot.
for Glee, but we will get there. <laughs> yes. Um. I guess we yeah. should probably up here. Yeah. That so was it for victorious. <laughs> yeah. Follow us on Twitter at dumbbingebinge. We're on Tumblr uh, at it's dumbbingebinging with dashes between each word. We have a Patreon, currently only one tier at $2 a month. Um, you get every episode a day early. Yep. Uh, please tell please us what you want Patreon. from Patreon. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, please tell us what you want in general. This is kind of... We're now in a, like, a position where we can do this pretty like efficiently. Uh, so yeah. taking suggestions is going to be a lot easier. Interact with us in any form. Uh, half of us have access to the Tumblr, so I wouldn't recommend the Tumblr, but I don't really feel like anybody's interacting with anything on Tumblr anyway. So. No. Um, I guess just <laughs> this is such a, a clunker of an episode, especially after Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Um, follow us, interact with us so that we have any idea of anything else to do other than Victorious because this has proven um, not worthwhile. <laughs> um, join us next week as we review the proposal Very for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was our intent. I just was like, oh, the proposal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you for listening. This has been Dumb Bench Benji.